and the train keeps rolling, everyone, and we're back here at Unapologetic Idiocy, a Southern Scrap Nation podcast. I'm your host, as always, Daniel Jonas, and it is March 20th, 2020, Friday, here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it has it's a, been a glorious day. It's been like 60 degrees. Um, make sure to go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Spotify, as well as iTunes, or as well as Instagram, Facebook, and all other forms of social media at SouthernScrapNation.com for all your other things as well. Um, check all those things out. Uh, I know there's a... I'm going to be putting content out every day. That's part of this whole not doing anything. Might as well do it. People want it. People are looking for it. So I'm here, and we're going to go over what's been going on in the news I got back from a little bit of a training session, but we're going to keep that on the DL. Just kidding. We kept it nice and under 10 people, even though the CDC says keep it under 50. 10 a little kind of ridiculous. But under 50 people, uh, that's, a, that's according to what, uh, what's his name, the head of the CDC. Head of CDC. Um, that's not the FUD. No, not that guy. Fuchi, Fuchi, yeah, that guy, anyway, uh, he said, just keep it under, keep it under 50 people, Um, and so, we had, we had like seven people in today, it was nice, it was good, keeping, and plus, in that area, there are no cases, I don't think, or maybe there's like one case, but anyway, it's under control, it's not like Italy, so, the news keeps rolling in, uh, I want to kind of stay away from the negative stuff today and kind of just focus on what's been going on outside of the whole Rona, the whole Rona party. Um, looking more at, even though the coronavirus is a big thing, just because it's kind of fucking everyone up in a way financially. And it's going to, and I don't know, they're really pumping this economy thing out that it's really going to fuck people up economically. It's going to, and it may. And I'm hoping it doesn't, but it definitely may. Um, and that's, I guess, what everyone's trying to... That's what everyone's kind of worried about. Uh, I'm kind of worried about that more. I'm just worried about people going crazy, rioting. That being said, there are riots before this even happened, right? And a conspiracy hat, you put that on. Uh, before this even happened, there was... There were... Uh, Riots in Hong Kong, there were riots in France, Italy, and even here in the States. So, you know, there might be a a surge of riots coming soon if they don't do anything about it. They're looking to do a government-funded $1,000 check for um, family members. Uh, Sure, I guess. I don't know. Uh, hopefully the money, and we covered this last episode, hopefully the money isn't, like, tacked with in- interest. I don't necessarily looking to grab that, but if everyone gets it, I guess I guess it's nice. I guess it'll be nice to have. That being said, it was also a big, it was also a big day today for music. The Weeknd dropped his album. It's been nice. I have to say, and, uh, it's not that I have anything wrong with the... There's nothing against The Weeknd. Um, I love his music. I love the album. It's him. It's great. It's a, It's more of a deviation to his 
uh, older stuff rather than like it's off. It sounds more like his Beauty Behind the Madness, a little bit of Starboy. It, it's I mean, it's a song. It's a tone of its own. It's very 80s. It's very like 80s Scarface music, and I love it. It has a little bit of a Starboy feel. There's certain songs on there where you go, those are going to be hits. Uh, I love it. Um, that being said, it's the weekend, so it's something that I, you know, I've been waiting for for a while, and it's what I got. I got the weekend. It's a great album. It's it's good. I don't think he has any features on it, which is amazing. However, there was something that happened this year with music with me that like flipped the game upside or flipped the game up on its head for me uh, or for my at least idea and perception of music and opening my eyes up my eyes up to and my ears more to something new and that was St. John. Man, there was not one guy I praised this year when it comes to music than that guy. I pumped him up to everybody and there's a lot of music I listen to on a daily basis and I'm pretty up to date on my catalog of rap and R&B. So when I found this guy, it was just a new sound. It was something nice, new. His and then listening to his interviews, his mentality on music, his open-mindedness, his even a little bit of closed-mindedness, but in the right way, his arrogance that he has that's filled with charm. Um, it's one of those once-in-a-lifetime kind of people, and you can understand why he got to the place where he got. And he's something special when it comes to music. So having that and being like this new face, and I mean, now he's being thrown on everything. Hope he do- hopefully he doesn't tie dollar on himself by featuring on every single thing. Um, but he's being thrown on features now, and people are really understanding him. He did work with Beyonce. He's done work uh, with Rihanna. I mean... He's written songs for many, many of people as well. So as far as talent, he really caught me this year. And then he put, he had a song where he was featured on with someone else. It's the same kind of thing. Like The weekend, like I said, amazing. But there's something about the song that St. John did that mesmerizes me. It triggers something more where I want to keep listening to more and more and more of it. The weekend, I listen to it because I enjoy that music. But it's The weekend. I, and when he put out the Heartless song, I go, okay, well, he's looking for, like, this 80s vibe. And when he put out the music video, he... And then he did the the partnership with Mercedes. It's Is it the selling out of the weekend? Possibly. But I, lo- I like him regardless. I mean, many of artists have sold out, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that he's found his, he's found his sound... And he's going to play off of it, market off of it. He knows to put enough explicit stuff on it, but he knows not to dull it all up like he did with, um, oh, which one was it? May- no, 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 no. Okay, I have it. Okay, I had it backwards. Okay. So I like Starboy, right? But it was Beauty Behind the Madness where he kind of turned it into... Uh, yeah, where he was a little bit more poppy, not poppy, but more to the mainstream. Then Starboy came back, and that's where he had Reminder, and it was like, I remember I did coke and shit, and I'm not something for the kids. Then he had a dear, My Dear Melancholy, which was uh, that was good. It, it was produced well. Um, it was a very 
heartfelt album, one that really dug deep. I don't know if it had anything to do with Selena, but dug deep. And then this one comes out, and it's great. It's back to the Starboy feel. It's back to that, you know, let's go, it's, let's go party, fucking hard music. And then there's a little bit of good fucking music in there. And it's an all-around good, awesome R&B album. But the feeling that I had when I first found The weekend is what I have for St. John this year. And so for me, like, you're going to have to wow me more than he has this year. And, um, oh, by the song is, the song is Beretta Lake by Teflon Saga. Song? Songa? Saga? Featuring St. John. Man. Smoke a little weed. Listen to that song. Teflon Sega. Great. Um, <clears throat> and then he did another song with another person, whatever. But so that's music for me right now. Oh, also Little Easy Vert shits out, and that's pretty, that slaps. It's pretty hard. Uh, I love the, I'm a huge fan of Little Uzi Vert musically <clears throat> for the rap reason, uh, in the rap, <clears throat> in the rap genre for the reason of he kind of brings this alternative rock where you can headbang to his music at the same time it's rap so you you hear about all the stuff that you want to hear about in a rap song and less about like uh my heart hurts she broke up with me and like real cry it's like that alternative thing and there are songs that go into feels but you can still kind of feel hard when you listen to them you know what i mean it's still still kind of manly it's still kind of you know no crying, no emo shit. Uh, <clears throat> so, good, good songs. Annalie Choppa put something out with Ro- Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich out here doing the damn thing. He's special. He's like 19 years old, 20 years old. Um, produces his own music video that's gotten over 20 million views. Uh, the song itself is uh, slaps the box. Um, anyway, yeah, so great songs. Great music out. There's probably a bunch of other shit. I don't know. If you listen to this and you don't listen to rap, I'm sorry. It's just my kind of music. And I think these artists at this time, because they're putting stuff out that I can listen to and I can go back and really dive deep into it and have the time to take and listen to it and not just listen to it on my drive to the gym um, there and back. But on the way back, I usually listen to a podcast. Podcasts that are out. Shout out to... Everyone that's doing a podcast, shout out to Andrew Schultz for putting one out every day. He's my inspiration, as well as Tim Dillon, both putting out podcasts on the reg, keeping the people informed, getting on the phone with some people that know some things or have been overseas, um, are currently overseas. Um, Other than that, let's go ahead and check out, let's go, let's see what's in the MMA news. Um... There's probably nothing that is going to stick out to me. Uh, ben Askren just says we should have Tony Ferguson and Khabib, Khabib fight. Just that fight. No other fight. Ten other people in the room, and that's it. But at least have the fight. I agree. Fuck the undercard. We just want that fight. We've wanted that fight, and undercards and cards itself are just a bonus to that fight. We've just wanted to see them two fight. They're the two 
best, and I've done a prediction of them before, and I've done a breakdown of them before countless times. Uh, I mean, most of you know I side more with Tony on the exchanges just because of the unpredictability and just a very big change in a big situation. However, now I'm more 50-50 because if it was to be in front of no people and just them, I feel like Khabib kind of, you know, doesn't get overwhelmed by anything. And it's not that he does get overwhelmed by anything, but there's more of a chance of it, the moment getting to him, when Tony's being weird and awkward in front of, like, 50,000 people, or what, I mean, it's a little much, in front of millions of people all over the screen, or, or 40,000 people live, millions of people worldwide, and uh, I think take the even extra step. It take the even extra step. Tape it, and the people that saw it live will be the only people to talk about it live, and make it a folk legend. Don't even give it us the live experience. Give us a taped experience. I don't give a fuck. I because if I don't even get to watch it live, and I still get to watch it, like whatever. But there's an idea that there's a fight that only a few people in the world ever got to see live. And then they have to break it down for people. And then, I mean, obviously the mass general public would miss out on a lot. But just think about it. We don't have any martial arts folk legends. We got Bruce Lee. But, you know, that kind of went, that, that's kind of gone now. We need something like, we need our own Spartacus. We need our own, we need our own Russell Crowe. Uh, what's his name? What was his name? Uh, what was his name in that movie? Anyway, Aurelius, Gladiator. Might watch that movie. Dude, remember when Russell Crowe looked like Gladiator and not the way he does now? Um, <clears throat> it was such a good movie. Ridley Scott directed it. I didn't even realize. No wonder it was good. What's his name? What was his name? Da, 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 the Emperor Marcus Aurelius. General Maximus Decimus. Meridius. So Maximus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the emperor had a cool name. Marcus Aurelius. That's a cool name. Um, no one gets called Maximus anymore. Um, hmm, hmm. So yeah, that was. We need we need something like that, you know. We need a we need some folk legend. It'll be cool, but whatever. I can understand that they want a live audience too. You can make a lot of money off of it, especially right now. I'm but things that I would love to see are numbers for streaming platforms, like people that have Hulu and then switch to Hulu without ads. I'm like. On the fence. I'm so close to jumping over to switching over to Hulu without ads just because why even spend the time? Um, I know there's a lot of you out there going, why the fuck would you even use it with ads? Um, Because it's free. Not free. I mean, someone's paying for it, but free. Uh, Other than that, um, oh, Rosario Dawson got cast in the new Mandalorian as a Star Wars character, a Jedi person. 
I think I had a... Uh, as Ashoka, Ashoka, I don't know. Fuck it. Mandalorian was good. I don't really know anything about Star Wars lore. So hope that makes some of you feel good. I had something to talk about today. I don't know why I'm blanking on it. Um, I'm trying to see Duncan Trussell on Rogan's podcast. That was nice. I'm not sure what I I was thinking about something. We can I mean we can talk a little bit about the fact that now that we've stopped now that people have stopped being around in Italy and have to be self-quarantined that animals started coming out kind of like in Avengers where oh I saw some whales in the harbor like that shit's kind of true. I mean, not, I mean, all of this is, all the, there's a reason why we like Thanos, a character that believes that the world needs a correction because we have a population control or a population control issue, which we do. Um, and we, and that's the reason why we like him is because he puts that truth in front of us and we go, oh, and it makes us think, it makes us get deep. And it makes us get deep in a in a show that's meant for teenagers, right? It's PG thirteen. That's a deep thought to have. Like, what would happen if fifty percent of the population went away? I mean, traffic would on uh, traffic would be the first thing that you'd go. It was worth it. I mean, just that alone. I mean, grocery stores, the abundance of food, and then the fun of having to repopulate. It's not even that you would need to. It's just that you got rid of 50% of the population. You get rid of 7.5 billion people. Right? Let's go to 8. You're left with 4 billion people. Makes a difference. If you could even cut it down to like less than a billion people, could you imagine? But that being said, you just cut it down that much. And that on its own just opens up your eyes to the, I mean, of course, the question is, who goes? It can't just be anybody. That's where I always fell on it. Like, the randomness of it, that's kind of fucked up. Because if you randomize it and then you take just random people out, you're, you're essentially undoing progress. Right, because there's a chance that you get rid of like really smart people that can move the shit forward, and that's the point of getting rid of all these people that you want to move the human race forward. Well, my idea would always be it works if you can be fair about it, because you should be able to be okay with being one of the fifty that gets put away, right? So if you put me up against someone that's like a aerospace engineer that has a project or paper or is working towards research to something that could help inevitably move or reduce, let's say, po- uh, pollution in the long term. And one of the things in his research is it requires the, the – it requires 
taking away 50% of the population, but in doing so, I can proceed with doing this, 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 whatever. And then you put me next to him, and you go, one of these two people has to go. I'm going to be like, I mean, it's fair, right? Is the death of one worth saving the death of millions? Or, like, is the death of thousands worth saving millions? It's that, that question. And during this time, a lot of you need to learn how to mentally masturbate. And these are questions that you should ask yourself. Like, put up scenarios, right? Um, play into that pandemic thought. Make it fun. You can make thoughts fun. And that's where this dark comedy comes from. So to open up to this dark humor and be more open-minded, take this time to mentally masturbate and play with these thoughts in your head. And then if it gets too serious, go Try to bear through it by joking about it, making scenarios that, that are hilarious to talk about. And, I mean, it doesn't have to be to everybody. There are things that I think about that, you know, God forbid I say on here. Uh, I tried to toe the line. I, I try to toe the line as far as I can with things where y'all can understand and laugh, and it can kind of be dark, but there are things, in, and sure, there's a lot of people that feel the same way that have this thought where, I can't say it out loud, but this is hilarious. And I'm sure we all share the same thought. It's just we're worried about the judgment of people, and there's a lot of things that you don't know how far people go, right? So one of the things you can play with is this idea of what if 50% of the population goes? Like, set your boundaries. What makes it worth it? For example, funny scenario. Um, uh, strap in because this is a fucking, this is going to be one where you're going to you're gonna have to bear with me. So big, big guest of the podcast, the only guest of the podcast, David Fitzgerald, who comes, who's come by. We've had a quite, we've had a discussion about this, and we go, all right, well, what's another way to determine who stays, who's part of the fifty? And we go based off of people with passion. What's your passion? Does your passion allow you to live? And when I mean live, I mean does it give you enough? complexity to a personality that it's worth saving someone that when we get rid of certain things because of the lack of population there are going to be certain things that we don't need are you going to be able to fill these empty pockets of um let's say the economy or whatever uh social social hierarchies you know we need charismatic uh thoughtful complex thinking forward thinking people and you can't have someone whose passion is I don't know. I like Oreos. Those are pretty good. Those are my favorite foods. Passions. Um, I don't know. I like to hang out with my friends and and there's a lot of like white girl I like voice behind that, but guys same thing. It's like, uh, I don't know, football, football's pretty fucking cool. I like to watch that on the weekends, kick it with my boys, you know. Saturdays are for the boy or Sundays are for the boy. Like those types of people. You know what I mean? So we we played a little bit of a game with this. Um, where we're just like, you would just go around and you would just ask person to person, what's your passion? And if they couldn't do it, just like, a, just like that guy from, um, <laughs> just like that guy from uh, Country for, uh, No Country for Men, or oh, No Country for Old Men, No Country, yeah, No Country for Old Men, where, uh, what's his, what the fuck's his name? Javier Bardem has that like that thing that kills 
that kills cows. <laughs> like you just take one of those to somebody who, if they're just like, oh no, I like to chill with the boys, and then just real quick, real quick, just like cattle, because that's what you're treating these fifty percent like cattle, right? Uh, they don't have anything, right? So as a joke, we not a joke. We were just like, we went to a Best Buy and just to just to like. I mean, we didn't have one of these, but we just asked a person, the cashier, we're just like, before we checked out, we're just like, what's your passion? And surprising to us, she actually, like, came up with something concise and something that you go, you're going to find these people that it's going to be hard to pick, pick them out. But I guarantee there's going to be a lot of people that you, when you ask them, or there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be some people that surprise you and they go, and you go, oh, man. And that's what the beauty of humanity is. Because a lot of people, I can guarantee, you're going to hit them, and they're going to like, hmm, you really stumped me with that one. I haven't really thought of it. You're going to find a lot more of those people. But the ones that tell you your passion, that's what restores your faith in humanity. And just as a mental masturbation tool, it's cool to be able to go out and, obviously, I'm not going to start culling people. That's fucking crazy. But... To find out more and just to brighten up your day, it's nice to ask and see if there's someone out there that they have something just ready, and they're ready for someone to ask them that. What's your passion? Oh, my God, I've been wanting to talk about it. Because if you know or if you have a passion, and there are a lot of people out there with passions, and you know what it is because it's something that you will never stop talking about. If someone asks you about it, you could go on for days. Because your job, if it's not your passion, you never want to talk about it. So this is one of those times where you can, you can really dive in and find out what your passion is. Right? Netflix isn't a passion. It's a waste of time. It's a void filler. It may fill the void that you think is passion. Oh, my God, this show is awesome. I could watch all these movies all the time. That's not a passion. Right? half-baked or or chocolate chocolate foot or whatever these tom or whatever these ben and jerry ice cream names are they're not your passion food's not your passion unless you go deep into it and you just can't stop finding out more about food and when i mean finding out about food i mean the complexities finding out the 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 science behind it trying to innovate going into the kitchen and you know if you're a born chef or not you know if there's that passion there. You know if you have a passion for sciences because you, you naturally are, you know, drawn to it. Take this time to be able to go and, and do that. Listen to a bunch of science podcasts. See if it is your passion as well. Talk about finding mine last, last podcast. And this is just one of those things. It's you got to be able to enter your brain. Think about it. Think Try to get deep into thought, you know, to just entertain yourself a little bit of with these dark thoughts and try to turn these dark thoughts not into obviously something that you believe in or anything like that. But when you, you're filled with all this anxiety at this time, because you already know, um, you already know that people, your social medias are filled with anxiety-inducing things. 
And you can kind of try to find the good news, and even those are like, oh, nice, good news. But the bad news is so anxiety is so much more that it's such an anxiety filler that it, it, like a little bit of good news isn't enough. So way to deal with anxiety, and I'm going to give you a free therapy lesson right now, and you don't have to even have to pay me the eighty dollars. Anxiety is a thing; everyone has it. It's how you deal with it. It's when it happens. If you need to, take a rubber band, put it around your wrist. Whenever you start feeling that need to go buy a bunch of fucking toilet paper, um, you take it and you snap it. You snap it right on your wrist. And that'll let you know that it's there. And that's what anxiety is. And it'll let you understand. And just like a piece of clay, you have it and you have to mold it to the way that it works for you. I take anxiety. I take it to the gym. I use it and I create art and martial arts. Like, that's my, that's my joy, is to be able to take what I know and then, just like Bruce Lee did, and be able to take everything, put it together, and make art with it, make it beautiful. That's what I love to take my anxiety and put it towards while getting a great workout. It's awesome. I love it. I, can't, I cannot talk, talk more, and I say talk twice because, like, I cannot make two fucking more podcasts about how much I love MMA and everything about it, right? So that's what you need to find and taking that anxiety and then putting it towards, like I said, if you love the arts, taking that anxiety and using it to something that you've never done before or with sciences, right? Maybe you want to start getting into fucking experiments. Find at-home safe experiments to do. Get into it. Like really, really... Dive deep. No matter how much it scares you, no matter how much anxiety it gives you, that's better anxiety to have than anxiety that you can't do anything with. Being anxious over quarantine, like anxious over things that you have no control over, that's what kills you. That's the cancer causing stuff. Anxiety over like, how am I going to be better at this? That's something you can do about. That's something that's something you you. That's something that you can do something about. Yeah. Anyway, that's something that you can do something about. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, almost had a stroke there. Uh, um, Take that and then get yourself better, right? Uh, To the point where I I love jujitsu for this reason, more so than even Muay Thai, MMA, just in general, jujitsu is just active mental chess and physical chess where it's just a constant game of trying to get one place, one foot in front of the other person's foot in all different ways and doors are always open and doors are always closing and you have to find the right pathway and it's, that's why I love it so much is because it does give me an anxiety but it's an anxiety that makes me a better person. An anxiety that makes me sit around and worry all day uh, that makes me like the three little pigs, right? They just stuck in a fucking house all day. So scared, right? I, uh, so mental masturbation, use it during this time. And regular masturbation, do that too. Don't overpopulate this world. People aren't dying at a fast enough rate that it 
the repopulation is going to balance it out. So we've only had like an added 7,000 deaths. Still not enough. But that being said, there's some good in this world. And the bad can be turned into good. Adapt, overcome. Not everyone's going to be able to. And that's the point. And that's why life's amazing, guys. Because some of you are going to be able to adapt. And some of you are going to be able to overcome. Some of you are, are going to not want to adapt. No matter what. And life's going to pass you by. That's okay. That's okay. Because you make way for others. That being said, folks, I think I've ranted enough today. Yes, 30 minutes. Perfect. Awesome. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys tune in again. Uh, like I said, content every day, cause not because the people are demanding it, but because the people need it. Um, I've been Daniel Jonas. This has been another episode of Unapologetic Idiocy. Please follow us on southernscrapnation.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, as well as going to iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify to find us at Southern Scrap Nation, southernscrapnation.com for everything else and more. Shop, videos, instructionals. Um, if you're in the Charlotte area, hit me up. I'd love to work pads with you and talk. Um, if you need me, catch me there. All right. Once again, guys, stay safe. And gals, stay safe. Uh, be good. And until tomorrow, um, enjoy the quarantine.